Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Rob Bergeron. Thanks for being on the show, Rob. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Uh, Rob is a realtor in Louisville, Kentucky that is all about value add and collaboration. He has discovered how to make multiple streams of a relatively passive income by bringing value to his market. Uh, He's a board member of the local uh, RIA and is a proud go-giver. I appreciate just that mindset, Rob, and and you just being willing to shed light on that. I can't stress it enough. I feel like so many of us, you're getting started. It's, you're only thinking about me, 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 right? And you're not thinking so much about you know the long term, obviously, when you're doing that. But look forward to getting into just how you've done that, how it's obviously paid you in such a big way to just think about how to add value to others and collaborate. But give us a little more about who you are and let's jump into that so the other the listeners can do the same. Sure. My name is Rob Bergeron, originally from Springboro, Ohio. I graduated from the University of Kentucky, lived in Florida, Ecuador after for a little bit, and then came to Louisville to be a real estate agent. I didn't know anyone, so I had to get creative on how to like insert myself into the business. Started advertising on Craigslist, and I, I made it a game, so I was real aggressive. If anyone posted one post on Craigslist, I would do 50 to knock theirs off. And then I eventually there was, well, there was like 20 people in the space. And eventually it was just me competing against one person because I was so aggressive with it. I ended up picking up a client named Hampton Scurlock, who's also on the board with me on our local RIA. He likes me because I was responsive and I was quick and he was buying relatively cheap properties and I would just be Johnny on the spot. And then everybody knew Hampton and they assumed if, if Hampton worked with me, they should work with me too. And then I was like, well, shoot, I got to learn all this investment stuff. I thought I was going to work with geriatrics. And then it's awesome because now you're getting paid to learn how to do all these things. So the more I learn, the better I serve my clients, the better I serve myself. Yeah. So now I just, I've been involved and I kind of go to every meetup. You can't not see me. I'm everywhere. And I, I like it. They're my friends now and it's just an excuse to hang out. So COVID has been a little tough in that regard, but man, I can't imagine being a new realtor trying to get started with COVID, but no, that's beside the fact, but yeah, no. So um, I just, I'm creative. I'm an odd bird. I really like my time to be my time. So I make sure that I'm deliberate and creating systems and whatnot to make sure I can serve as many people as possible, but also like keep that work-life balance. Awesome. I, I want to dive into that in a minute as well, because I think it's so crucial in scaling. And, you know, you, you talked about you know, one thing you just said, is like, you can't not see me, you know, and I think that's, you have to have some good systems to be everywhere, right? And I want to jump into that. But I thought you could also, what's a way, uh, also another way that, that you could see the listeners being able to add value like you have, or to be able to collaborate with, with key people while adding value to, to gain success? One thing I did seven years ago, I started uh, when I got my license, I rank comps for anyone. And I, I do it to this day. I say, hey, you e- email me an address in a bed bath town or run comps. I don't care if I'm part of the deal. If it's you have an agent and you're working with them, I just want to make sure you're getting in at the right price. So I'm doing value add and I'm asking for nothing in return. And so I think I likely have saved people from getting in at the wrong price. I've got the wholesalers good tools for negotiating. But I started doing that. And then recently, I started a moving to Louisville group which is supposed to add value to my clients because they can advertise to get tenants for free. I don't charge anything. I get to post all the articles I read on the news. I know everything going on in the news. I, I check the news like eight times a day, 
five different websites as part of my system. And I like knowing, so it's not work to me. But I post articles in there about like who's hiring, what new restaurants are going in, whatnot. And then I have the, the people joining the group asking, I ask them questions. Are you looking to rent or buy? If they're looking to buy, I refer it out to people to manage the buyers. So I'm creating passive income there as well. And so that's been great. And so everyone's winning. Then recently, I, I'm, I'm not handy at all. I'm the least handy person ever. You're never going to see me with drywall dust in my hands because I would ruin everything. But I bought an industrial blower for all the leaves in the back of my yard. It's like, well, shoot, I'm going to use this three times a year. But I think other people could use it. So I started a real estate tool share program where basically people listed all the tools that they had had available. And then people can post, hey, I'm looking for this. And then we're just sharing and collaborating. So for home renovation projects for themselves or their properties, they don't have to go out and rent things, borrow things. The overhead can go down quite a bit. Now, I don't really gain anything, but it's goodwill. It just kind of helps out. And I think there's like a lot of things that are like, it's important on our local RIA page um, and on my Facebook page, when I read the news, I, I see something that'll affect property values or help their tenants or people are looking for jobs. I'll post some jobs like, hey, they're hiring a thousand people. That just adds value and it gives a reason for people to come to my page. I'm never sending out fluff. But think about this, the, the Louisville network, which I, I don't know if I've talked about, but when I ran cops for all the wholesalers, eventually I said, hey guys, let's unite all the gangs, kind of like this movie called Warriors from 1979. And essentially, I signed an NDA with all the wholesalers they all gave me their buyers list. I already have a great plug in David Green out on the West Coast. So I have a ton of buyers coming out there. So now they upload their assignable contracts to my website. I run a CMA and then send them out. It goes out to 4,500 people. So I get touches every single day with a potential new off-market deal. And our MLS only has 1,100 single family properties. So I kind of think I'm responsible for like maybe 2 to 3% of every property sold in our market. And then realtors used to really hate it. And then now they're seeing the value in it and they're signed up for it for themselves and for their clients. It's just really cool. And so I inserted myself there. So I'm, my name's everywhere because I'm touching people all the time, but I'm not taking anything away from anyone else. It's fun. No, I just like this mindset of, of the adding value. And in the, the real estate tool sharing program, that's, that's very interesting. That's an, I've not heard of that before. But I want to jump into just the systems that you have for a moment or for a few minutes, because I think, you know, like having that ability to add value and add value quickly and think that way is important, right? But I know even like myself, even adding value, like having an assistant or a really good assistant has helped me a lot to add value quickly to other people or numerous assistants that do different things. And they know how, you know, what to do, you know, or maybe what I would do to, to help different people so we can do it faster right? And be more responsive. But how have you done that? Tell us some systems that you have. Have you hired people? Have you hired specific people with certain skills? Or, you know, who are these people? And, and how do you do it? Sure. Yes, I have this amazing admin named Colleen. We have a really great structure where I pay her monthly and then bonuses based predicated on how much money I make per month. She handles all the contract clothes, uploads all my um, contracts to the MLS. Really, she orders the picture. She does all that stuff. And we're like best friends. We get along very well. We have a great working relationship. I drop off coffee and stuff at our house all the time. I like, we like hanging out with each other, tell her my weird dreams I have and all this stuff. Like, it's just a lot of fun. I'm a huge proponent of you can book me. People were just calling me up all the time and I, I'm ADD. So I have to stay focused on what I'm doing. So now I have a link in all my emails. It's everywhere. I, I have them scheduled a time so I can mentally brace myself. For this conversation I'm going to have. And I, I'm really well rehearsed. People don't usually have questions because I know exactly what they want to know. And 
So essentially I have all these fishing lines out too in that regard where I have a 20 minute conversation up front. I get them set up on the Louisville network drips. I introduce them to all my sphere of influence with my team, if you will, property management, contractor, title, hard money. They have everybody. I put them all on an email. They get to know them. Title, of course. Really, the only time they reach out to me is when they want to buy something. So I never worry, where's the next deal coming from? I, it's just, I know it's going to happen. And then the cool thing is most realtors, like there's some re- realtor friends I have who sell two properties a month, but they're half a million dollar properties. They do everything to keep those deals together. If the numbers don't work, the numbers don't work. I don't take anything personal. I also, we, I have a lot of benefit in being in a market that's just phenomenal for investing. So it just makes it a lot easier. You put me in LA and who knows what kind of realtor I'd be out there. But so I use those a lot. The Louisville Network's awesome because they do all the front work. So I just, all I do is run the CMA and send it out and then give people how to get in, access, et cetera. So I don't know. I'm very, very good with my systems. And then I had this problem where everybody was Facebook messaging me, calling me, all the stuff. And so now I make sure comps go through email and I, I set the precedent then I don't take calls after 9 p.m. unless I'm negotiating a deal and I don't receive calls until 9 a.m. So the rest, those time, that time is my time. And my beautiful girlfriend, she works a nine to five um, at a hospital and she's an executive there. And I try to make sure my, when, when she's off work, I, I'm available to hang out with her. And she's so generous. She's going to all these meetups with me and learning all this stuff. And she took a class while I was taking a class this past Saturday. So I have a good partner in that regard too. So we'll be doing, you know, some bars and flips together as well. But I also started a wholesale company that leveraged everyone's strengths. I'm an idiot in so many things. I'm really good at like three or four things. And so I have this guy named John Farber who manages operations and he has our acquisition specialist and two VAs, manages our lists and how we're reaching out, et cetera. I have a boots on the ground guy named Joe who negotiates and takes pictures, lockbox, everything. And then I send things out on the Google network. I list it on the MLS if, if we close on it. And then I run comps. So I, I stuck to what I was good at. And so now my, my goal is to have seven businesses before I retire. And I bet I'll end up being like 14, 20, because I just have a lot of weird ideas. And one, one thing I'm, I'm working on two projects right now, one's called the Louisville Financial Network, where I let private money offer up what terms they're willing to loan on, but no identifiers on how to get a hold of them. And then I have the investors reach out to me. So think about it. I have a way for these people to source their money. And then the deals and I avoid source of money, the more they know each other, the more deals I get to move. So it's just a value add. Sometimes you just need money for like 10 minutes. Well, now I'll have local people that can do that out of their IRA, HELOC, whatever. And then another thing I'm working on, there's a lot of obscure auction websites for real estate. So I'm going to create a website that populates all of those in one spot. And I'm going to charge a $10 monthly subscription. So I get 30 members then I bring it in 300 a month. And it's just like having a rental. And I don't know if you've noticed, most of the stuff I'm doing makes me not a direct competitor to my clients. It makes me add value to them. So they know like I'm not being a jerk. And the only time I buy something is if I generate it myself. Typically, it gets weird sometimes. But I've also offered with my clients to put my commission towards their down payment on these larger multifamilies and becoming a silent partner in those regards, just to get my tentacles out into more things. Wow. So I want to jump in because you listed many things there I want to highlight. And and I think it's interesting, even just your, just the mindset behind being willing to start so many businesses, being willing to step out there and and be that active. Most people are, are so hesitant 
to do the first thing, right? I mean, it's that fear of failure. And I want to get to that, but I wanted to back up just a little bit. You mentioned right off the bat, like your assistant, this lady that helps you, you're paying her, paying her monthly, but then you're also giving her a bonus based on your income. What was the thoughts behind that? How has that worked out? I've had different trains of thoughts around that or, you know, thought through how do we provide bonuses even to our employees, things like that. How has that worked? Is that very motivating to them? Uh, Is that something you see doing long-term? She's not motivated by it at all, not remotely. But I like to reward. I know if I'm making that much money, she's doing extra work. Harry Borders, he pays his employees. He's one of our local attorneys. He pays them above and beyond what they're worth. And so I want to be that way too, because I don't want to get the rich on someone else's back. I want them to, to rise up with me as well. And actually, um, we started a Choose FI meetup, Choose Financial Independence. So she's really into that sector too. So it's a good merging too. I started a group for that, a meetup. That brings in people that weren't thinking about real estate, but they wanted financial independence. I don't know. It's just, you can merge so many worlds together, but yeah, she's amazing. I just wanted the bonus to show that I appreciated her. And originally it was this like, let's just say 30,000 and I would give her a $500 bonus every time I made $30,000. Well, what I did is I, I cut the bonus in half. And so it's steps of every 15. So she, even if I don't have a great month and I only make 15,000, then she's going to get some type of bonus instead of just having to hit that 30,000. So she she would work the same amount either way, but I think she appreciates that I you know give give a damn. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I can appreciate that in a big way. I mean, we try to do. I love that that mindset too of paying them above what they you know maybe what what the market or the industry would typically pay for something or for that talent or skill set. I think keep people. You know, if you have good people, you're going to keep them a lot longer that way for sure. Which pays you a lot in the long run. Something else you mentioned, and it just sounds like you, know, you said, you said you stated, I'm not saying this, but you stated you're an idiot at lots of things. But you know, it sounds like you know what you are really good at though, focusing on what you're good at and delegating, right? You see opportunities, you're willing to jump on that. Elaborate on that. That is a skill set that's crucial for any entrepreneur. How did you develop that? How are you not, you know, there, there doesn't seem like much fear of failure that you're willing to move forward and focus on what you're good at, but then find pe- teams or people that are good at the other things. Just elaborate on that and how you've done that. Well, one thing, if, if you guys are going to take anything away from this episode, is someone back in the day planted this seed in my head. Rob, you have a lot of really great ideas. And then, you know, maybe a couple other people reinforce that. And then I was like, you know what? I have a lot of really good ideas. And then it made me kind of fearless <laughs> in presenting these ideas. And so I have a, a group chat with some of my good friends. I'm like, hey, guys, what about this? What about this? And people are creating some of my ideas that I had four years ago. I'm like, shoot, I should have done that. But I just got surrounded by a lot of really wonderful people. I am a product of those around me. My girlfriend, she's in charge of errors and grievances at our hospital. I'm like, you know what? I bet you'd be really good at managing general contractors. Because I'm a pushover, like, oh, yeah, just get it done when you can. But I bet she won't be like that. So I don't know. I'm very fortunate. My uh, stepmom told me that one of my uh, superpowers, I look at things as superpowers, by the way, is that I surround myself with just excellent people. Like when I was single, I like had time to listen to podcasts while I was driving instead of talking to my girlfriend. So at that time, I looked at being single as a superpower in that regard. I really, truly believe like when I have clients that live in more rural areas, I'm like, that's your superpower. No one's competing with you. And rural areas, even to you, are even more rural to the people local here. I think I, I read a book called Level Up Your Life. That's kind of where that stems from. But uh, I'm very well read. I like to read as well. And I like to pick up nuggets. I recently switched over to Blink. So because the business books can be a lot to chew on. Um, and I have ADD, so I can usually knock a book out in an hour now. And that, that's been good. Pull out all the main things. And if I don't think I'm grasping it, even then, I'll just read the regular book. But yeah, I don't know. I think 
there's just so many opportunities out there. I'm overwhelmed sometimes about like all the things you can do in real estate. I, I need an integrator. I find that in other people, but yeah, I don't know. And everything's fun, honestly. So obviously, yeah, you're, you're, you would be more towards the visionary, I think, but, but you've also been good at, at integrating by finding other people, it sounds like, or being willing to partner. Is there a way that you've learned that though? I just wanted to ask another question about that though, because I feel like it's such a good skill as an entrepreneur. It reminds me of the book, you know, Who Moved My Cheese, right? You read Wellington. that last year, yeah. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it reminds me of that. It's and if so the listener knows there are even children, a, ch- a child's version of that, that, you know, even my, you know, when my boys were like four and five, they loved reading that we could sit down in one session and read that. It's just great for them as well to start thinking that way. But you do, you know, you're thinking that way. You know, you're not afraid of failure. You're willing to make all this happen and keep pushing. Is there something that say happened to you 10 years ago, or is there a book that you read two years ago or something that helped you to just to develop that mindset that was like, Hey, I, you know, I'm going to push and make this happen and not be afraid to fail. Well, okay. The go-giver I think is like the most important book to me investment wise, but I think I was the kid in class who always talked to the person next to me, and then they would have to move me around in class. But the teachers really like knew I was a good kid and like I, I was pretty smart, I suppose. But they didn't try to like smother that and get rid of that. And I think those kind of skills translate so well to the real world. My parents didn't try to push that down either. Uh, maybe a little Adderall back in the day, but like, I don't know. I, I really, I, I always say I grew up in a magical place. Everybody was so supportive and kind. And I don't know. I just, I grew up with parents that were very generous, like with helping people. Um, they, they taught a class called Celebrate Recovery to help people like get their life back in order in, um, in a positive way. And so I don't know. I think I've just been very blessed. And I hung out with my friends so much growing up. I kind of felt like I was raised by a wolf pack and they were all just really great people. I, I ran cross country and I always think the cross country kids are really good, but like we were doing rope swings and stuff like that. I don't know, instead of getting into too much trouble, but I think if you have a, a child that has ADD, like look at it as a positive, as a superpower, instead of as something that, that, that you need to refine because in the real world, Frank Miller, who's a local investor, former president, he says that, you know, it's the hands you shake that make things happen and open up all these doors. So I'm a firm believer in that as well. The hands you shake. The more hands you shake, the more deals you make or something like that is what he says. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then with COVID, you know, when you're not really shaking hands, but I'm very fortunate. In our current state of real estate, you know, in just the current market, uh, do you have any predictions over the next six to 12 months? Okay. So we're like a turtle, slow to rise, slow to fall in Louisville, Kentucky. But I would say the whole Midwest collectively is in really great shape. Like I would invest in Northern Kentucky, Cincinnati, not as much Dayton, but like Columbus is killing it right now. Tennessee, Indianapolis, like I love all those areas. I think the East and West Coast are like kind of in trouble a little bit because with everything kind of being shut down, people are paying for the expense of being out there, but not getting all the tangible benefits. So in Louisville, or I mean, Kentucky, we only have Lexington and Louisville as the major cities. So we're going to, we're about to reap a lot of the benefits of those people kind of moving home, but to the big cities. Office space is going to be a problem. Airbnbs is going to be way lucrative because so many people like turned them into long-term rentals or just sold them off as flips. I think our market's going to be great. We had 11% appreciation this past year, and it's because there's nowhere to build. And we lost a lot of builders in 2008, so it's and the interest rates are ridiculous. So it's the perfect storm. People are going to migrate a little bit more rural. So even here, I think some of the more rural country or counties are going to pick up a lot of new builds. I mean, you're seeing that already. 
I just think there's a lot of opportunity out there. I mean, we're only, we only have 1100 houses on our market. When I started seven years ago, we had 5,000 single family homes on the market. So it is tight. Um, so yeah, I could imagine being like a buyer's agent right now. <laughs> do you have any daily habits that you're disciplined about that have helped you achieve success? Yes, I do. Actually, I get up, I make um, this thing called fancy drink, which is just Mio and water. And I drink about 100 ounces of water a day. That's like the goal. And I make coffee. And then I sit and read the news. I go to Reddit, Louisville. I go to uh, WDRB, WLKY and Courier Journal. And I'm a member on Courier, Courier Journal. And if I see anything that'll add value, I post it and let everybody know about it. I do that every morning. Then I read my emails. I see if I have any deals to send out on the Louisville network. And that's it. And then like like my schedule, I don't have anything for the next two days. But today I'm showing someone some properties from California. But I like to leave my schedule open a lot. So that way, if someone really needs me, I can serve them at that time. And then you know I can recharge. And so I come up with a lot of my ideas, just reading and thinking. I sit in my hammock all the time. It's cold right now, so I don't right now. But I'm in the hammock just thinking and hanging out. I love having people over to hang, like literally. <laughs> no, I mean, and then just trying to get out. I, I, host, I go to Chipotle. My CPA two years ago said I went to Chipotle 99 times. So I, I take a lot of Chipotle lunches because it you, you can get in and out quickly. There's no tips or anything. So you can leave when you want. And then everybody can find something that accommodates their diet. So it just seems like a win-win for everybody. I know everything that's going on in our market, like in on the news and then events. I make sure to get out to about 75% of those. Nice. Well, what about your, maybe you talked about this briefly, but just what's your best source right now for meeting new investors or clients? It's strange, but they all just find me somehow. So I think whatever I'm doing is working. I would say going to the meetups, but like you can't just go one or two times. You have to go consistently and you need to be the smartest guy in the room. And I'm not the smartest guy in the room, but I know what's going on and I know who the smartest guy in the room is. So if you have a question, I'm like, hey, I don't really know this very well, but you need to go talk to Harry Borders or Chris McCarty or Jordan Pone or something like that. And I think there's a lot of value in that. And then I don't ever really like ask for anything in return. There's the rule of reciprocity. But like, you know, sometimes you, if, it, if you're just being nice to everyone, it's easy to end your day. So try to offer value and don't expect anything in return. Uh, Harry Borders always says, I never miss a meal because I, you know, spend a little extra time helping somebody. And that's, that's so true. And what's the number one thing that's contributed to your success? Gosh, uh, having amazing people around me that like, I guess two years ago, I had like sleep apnea. I weighed 220 pounds. I'm five, six. So I lost all that weight just like with keto. And then like I started Pelotoning, which was a business write-off as well, which was kind of cool. So losing all that weight, I just found a new zeal. I was able to read and like, like think and process. And so that was a huge catalyst for change. So if you aren't sleeping well, like go get that checked out. Like it will change your life. You'll feel younger. And then you don't have to eat, overeat calories either to get your energy. And so that's been a huge game changer. And and I'm very thankful. Like everybody was supportive around me for that as well. So I don't know. Just surround yourself with amazing people. I know we've talked about this a lot on the show, but I wanted to ask you anyway, because I ask everybody, uh, is how you like to give back. Okay. So I'm in charge of fundraising for Home of the Innocents, which helps people that are phasing out of foster care, you know, get their life together, like have a place to live. Really involved there. I went on a trip with the Harry Borders last year and did this hand-to-hand where we built a house. And I realized it only costs... 8,000 to build a house and change someone's life forever. So one thing that I'm going to be rolling out, and I just, I've talked to my CPA, I've talked to my broker, I've talked to the attorney, I'm going to start offering my services to silent auctions for nonprofits. 
So I'm going to lower my commission by like 0.25. So they're paying to get me at a reduced discount a little bit. The profits there go to the nonprofit. But then when I sell the property, I won't take any commission at all. I will donate 100% of the commission back to the property. So if I did a silent auction with Home of the Innocents and then sold two houses for 400000 they would be essentially getting 10000 for me, which means I just changed a family's life forever. So my goal is to do about 50000 and giving back to nonprofits, make a wish, uh, things of that nature. And my logic is it's not going to take away from any of my current business, but it's something I can do. And I have such good systems that it's not going to add a lot of work to my real life either. My admin, Colleen, she is really likes to give back too. So when we can add value in that regard, like we both feel really great about ourselves. No, that's incredible. Appreciate you sharing that. I just think uh, having that give back mentality is uh, so important and just thinking through that and even being strategic like you are about giving back in a big way, you know, and how you even said it's not going to take you away from your, your business or your other income really, but it's a way that you can add significant value and change a family's life forever, right? I mean, just drastically. So, but Rob, Great interview. I appreciate just you just breaking down some of the, I mean, just, I love your mindset, really, you know, just no fear, really a failure, being willing to step out and find people that are good at those things that, that you claim you're not good at, but you're probably not giving yourself enough credit. But, you know, really, I mean, because I, I just think that's a, it's a learned ability, I think, you know, at some point, you know, in, in someone's life, you know, you're learning to be able to be aggressive in that way and, and not act just based on fear. And it's, it's so big as an entrepreneur to be able to do that. Uh, Rob, how can people find you and, and learn more about you? Sure. On Twitter, I'm Robert Bergeron, uh, at Robert Bergeron, Rob Bergeron on Facebook and Instagram. And then you can always book me on my calendar. But yeah, no, I mean, like, I'm always happy to help. And the crazy thing is, even if I don't live in your market, I can still run comps. So if you guys ever need comps in anywhere, like some of these states are non-disclosed, like Indiana and stuff like that. But I'm happy to help just to make sure you're getting a good deal wherever you live. Awesome, Rob. That's a wrap. Thank you very much. Hey, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. And I hope you have a phenomenal day. Don't go yet. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I would love it if you would go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. I want to hear your feedback. It makes a big difference in getting the podcast out there. You can also go to the Real Estate Syndication Show on Facebook so you can connect with me and we can also receive feedback and your questions there that you want me to answer on the show. Subscribe too so you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, I want to keep you updated. So head over to lifebridgecapital.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with me, sign up on the contact us page so you can talk to me directly. Have a blessed day and I will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.